Hey everybody, welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we wrap up the book of Matthew as we complete Matthew 28 and complete the first book in our series through the New Testament. Matthew 28 reads, Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came upon and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if it comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And the story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we think about today's nugget of truth. One of the amazing things that we see throughout Scripture is they don't try to correct things that would be seen as against societal norms. And so what do I mean by that? As we look at this account of the resurrection, what takes place is we have these two women who are the first on scene for what takes place. Why is that important? Well, it's important because women would not have at this point in time even been able to testify in a judicial setting where they're working through uh, trying to solve an issue because they were not seen as reliable witnesses of the time. And so we can see that in the Talmud and other rabbinical teachings close to the time of Jesus, that it was still the state that they were not really seen as the true witnesses, that you would want to be able to verify what's taking place. And so you might say that kind of complicates what's going on, but their testimony spreads so quickly that the report of the guard has to be dealt with. And what do I mean by that? Because they've spread the news about what's taken place with this miraculous appearance, it's spreading through that, and the people are going back, and the guard goes back, tells the chief priest what takes place, and they say, hey, we're going to pay you off so that you can say that you fell asleep. And hey, don't worry about the people over you who would get upset and probably kill you if they learn that you fell asleep. We're going to take care of that problem too. And so they make up this rumor and they pay these people off to make sure that this can't spread. And what's amazing about this is they're continuing to deny the divine intervention that's taken place in the divine works that are in their midst, showing the hardness of their heart and the rebellion against God that they have. And so as we walk through this, we've got these women not seen as the greatest witnesses, being the ones who are now starting to share the good news with others. And I think it's something that's important for us to understand in terms of people thinking that they need to be greatly equipped or highly sophisticated 
high intellectuals or theologians in order to be sharing the gospel with other people, because this is something that's always been encouraging to me in the past. He doesn't use religious elites. He doesn't use the people who even were the disciples to be the first ones carrying the good news to other people, but he uses those who were there, who were willing, and who were unashamed to boldly carry the message of Jesus. And so I think that should be something that's very much empowering to us as we think about the requirements needed to share the gospel. It's not based upon our intellectual understanding. It's not based upon some degree or some superiority over others. It's based upon our availability, our willingness, and the unashamed nature of which we proclaim boldly the message that's been given to us and do that faithfully to those that God places around us. And so obviously these women had a specific target audience that the angels told them to go to. We may not always have that, but we can take what we are seeing in this passage, apply it to us in our lives, knowing that we're called to not be afraid, but to go and tell others about what Jesus is doing in our lives and what he has done in the lives of so many others for countless generations. And that's the good news of the resurrection that takes place in this chapter. And so one of the things that I came up with as a question as I walked through this was something that really stuck out to me for the first time as I looked here in this passage. And so jump down to the Great Commission section, which we've heard hundreds of times, I'm sure, if you've been around churches. So jump down to verse 16. It says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And so I want to focus in on that thought of the doubting that takes place here. And so it doesn't tell us that there's other people present. It doesn't tell us that there's anything else going on here aside from the 11 responding in worship, but then some still doubting, or that word also could mean hesitated with what's going on. And so I think that this is really the first time that I've focused in on that word in that sentence as I've been reading through. And it reminds me of the importance of continually reading over scriptures because I've maybe read this, I don't know, hundreds of times would be even probably an understatement on the amount of times I've read here in this passage. And then this is the first time that it really spoke out to me, knowing that God's word is active and it's living and it speaks to us as we are growing and maturing in our faith. I believe is why this spoke to me today when it hasn't previously. And so as we think about this, it's not having other people present. It's not having other people saying that there's others besides the disciples that are going for this doubting, but it just mentions the 11 who were there. And then it says they saw him and they worshiped, but some doubted. And so the some has to go back to the they's that are present because there's no one else there for them to be referring to in this passage. And so it's important that we understand that even then, at the point that Jesus is getting ready to ascend to heaven, that some are still hesitating in their belief. And what could that be from? It could be from the fact that many of them had just scattered and they had not yet fully been resolved to the fact that, hey, this person who is my master, who I abandoned, can I still really follow him? And so there's hesitation or some doubting still in their worship, reminding us that in our humanity, we don't always want to come to God in worship. And so as I was reflecting on that, as I was reading through that, that was the question 
question today that I had to look into and find the answer. What is it about this doubting? Are there other people present? Could there be any reason that we would believe that? Um, everyone that I looked at said, no, hey, this doubting and this hesitation is still with the disciples. They're still learning. They're still figuring it out. They haven't perfected their faith. Their little faith is growing and they will be used by God to do great things. But for now, it's just a small seedling of faith that is rooting and establishing itself in their life that's going to empower them to be used greatly by God. And so even as we reflect on that in our own lives, there's so many ways in which we can continue to water the seeds of faith in our life. Pray that we're doing that. Pray that we're being active in the spirit and that we're allowing others to cultivate the soil in our life and to be there as they're part of the community that God has given us as believers so that we don't turn into the hardened heart people that we've read about in this book, but instead are those people of faith that are boldly proclaiming the gospel to others as we encounter them. And so find whatever question it is that you have about this passage, look for the answer to that question, speak with the question about other people as well as the other things that you've learned from not just even this chapter, but take an opportunity to reflect on this entire book and the journey that you've taken, as well as the people who have been in your life for that. I do just want to let you know, as we get into the Gospel of Mark, we're going to start bringing guests on the show. We're going to be having other people join me each day to walk through the same format of what we're doing, reading God's Word together, focusing on one nugget of truth, and then challenging us to answer questions from the text, as well as to speak to others about that. As we continue through the Gospel of Mark, and as you continue through this journey, each day know that you are loved. You're